Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Diesel Power Products Podcast. America's Diesel Podcast. That's right. We changed it. Yeah. Presented by Diesel, Diesel Power, Power Products. Damn, we look good. <laughs> Damn. Oh, the new picture is so cool. Like, our, our one of our producers changed it, and then we saw it, and I was just like, yes. Yes. That's so sick. Yes. Anyhow, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you're, I don't know what, what medium you're watching this on right now, but we are on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, we just recently got on Spotify as well. Yep. Um, if you watch on Facebook, uh, so you can also you can interact with us live on Facebook. Um, today, or reviews, reviews, almost forgot the reviews. Yes. You guys are killing it, with killing the reviews, it. loving it. Super appreciate that. You take a review, screenshot that bad boy, send it to Ben at Diesel Power Products or Tyler at Diesel Power Products. We will send you a shirt with a dank meme and make it top your butt crack sweat. Yes. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward laugh. <right>? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so today's episode, we have actually, so we've started a couple of different series, series, mm-hmm. series, series I, whatever, series, a couple different series, series, oh, Ser- I'm going to hate myself yeah. as part of the podcast, <laughs> and th- we're going to start a new one, and I think it's going to work really well, um, and we're actually, yeah. we're, I think and we're going to get into deep here, it's going to be, this is going to be a Tyler heavy episode, so if you really like me yeah. talking, this is not your episode. It's not your episode. But if you like Tyler, which you should, yeah. this is your episode. Woo-hoo. I'm going right. to shine in, but it's his forte. <laughs> this series is going to be called No Start, No Problem. Yeah. No Start, No Problem. So a while back, um, I mean, like Cummins is kind of like, I don't want to say it's like my specialty. It's just kind of the one that I know about the most, I would say. And um, we, you know, we commonly get questions on you know hey i'm having trouble starting my rig you know or long crank time or just won't even start and so i had sat down one day and i was like you know what uh, i'm just going to kind of write down like a whole walkthrough on like kind of like the backyard mechanic 
way of, of trying to diagnose this to where you're that guy that's got your basic hand tools, you kind of that do-it-yourselfer, but you don't want to go spend $120 an hour at a shop for something that you think you could fix yourself, which in many cases, it possibly could be something you could fix yourself. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I sat down and I wrote down this whole kind of walkthrough and I get questions on it to this day. And I wrote it like four years ago or something like that. So I, um, I still refer to it sometimes. Yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a pretty good, I mean, not to, <laughs> pretty decent there, but <laughs> um, no, it's just, I, it's just a good walkthrough on, on kind of some of the basics that you would want to check. And so the, the, the truck that we're going to kind of go over today uh, is going to be the 5.9 Cummins, specifically the common rail. So the, the specific walkthrough that I did was, was, was tuned towards the 03 to 07 5.9 common rail, which a lot of this stuff will carry over to the 6.7 as well, mm-hmm. which we'll do, a, we'll do an episode on that just because there's, there's just a few differences as far as connections and, and location of some parts and that sort of thing. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll address those ones later, but this one specifically is going to be for your 5.9 03 to 07 Cummins. Um, so, no start. You got a truck that won't start. What do you do? What's the first thing you do? First thing you do, call you your put the truck on the phone. <laughs> yeah, you call your friend whose friend's dad's brother's uncle <laughs> yeah. was a diesel tech yeah. in the army yeah. for like tractors and tanks from 40 like, years ago. Yep. And you tell him about common rail Because the technology is the same. Yeah, common rail injection, he goes, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, first thing you do is like, I would say don't panic and don't get frustrated. Yeah. It's easy to get frustrated. Take a minute, take a breath before you call the tow truck, before you tell your wife you need a new truck. Yeah. Just take a minute. <laughs> and there's some easy stuff that you can do to point yourself in the right direction. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things too, if you have a, a pretty well taken care of truck, it more than likely is one of these easy things mm-hmm. that you can get knocked out fairly easy. So the first thing that I would recommend checking on a, a 5.9 Cummins no start Check the batteries. Just check the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple, but it's it so happens simple. all the time. Well, the thing with the 5.9 Cummins specifically, if that ECM <laughs> doesn't see 9 volts under a load, like it, it will not turn on. It will not yeah. start. Like and the so, computer will not even it like, won't turn power on. up. And so what most people do when they're checking battery voltage is they'll just take their multimeter. Oh, it's got 12 volts. Well, okay, that's not the right way to test it because you're not testing that battery under a load. It could have a surface charge of 12 volts on it all day long, but until you kick that starter over and put a load on it, you could drop that drop battery voltage. I mean, as, as, the, as the, chief of, the chief of the United States would say, bigly. You <laughs> 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 drop bigly. <laughs> so, it's a technical term. It's a technical term. So first things first. If you, especially if you have bad batteries and you know they haven't been replaced in a while, mm-hmm. you might just have a battery issue. So, boom, easy fix, right? Yeah. Could it, it could not be the issue, but the, I would say that's kind of one of those things where if you know your batteries aren't good, like you want to fix things as you go. Don't yeah. jump to the last step, but if you're like, ah, oh, my battery's like, meh. You should probably just replace them. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing with any with anybody that has like a no start condition on their truck, they automatically think it's the worst thing. Yeah, it's like hold on, stop, Guilty. start ruling out the easy things first. Mm-hmm. Start ruling things out. If you know you can, okay, I, I know how to test batteries. Well, let's rule those out. Mm-hmm. Start start finding things that are working to find the thing that isn't. So I've heard you say that before on the phone. And actually, yeah. I stole it from you. He's, he's, you know, the frame frame line of okay. Let's stop focusing on all the things going wrong. Yeah. Let's what's focus working? on what's going right. Yeah. And yeah. You, I've used that personally, yeah. like on the suburban. Like, yeah. let's focus on what's going right yeah. and work from there. Yeah. You're just taking a different a different perspective with it. And sometimes that opens your eyes to see something you may not have seen uh, in the beginning. Um, next thing 
Uh, if you have the ability to, I know, you know, and I don't even know this sequence of doing it with like the pedal, but checking for codes. Mm-hmm. And a code isn't going to tell you what's wrong with the vehicle. I know we've discussed this before. It's just going to give you an area to look. It's going to give you an area to start your look. Um, you know, somewhere, whether it be, you know, a voltage code or a sensor code or a crank position, you know, whatever. It's going to give you some sort of indication on where the issue is occurring. But a lot of times on these trucks, you're not going to have any codes. So I just added it in there, something to check if you have the ability to check it. If not, oh, well, we can still kind of go through the go through the, like the a, test here. Like you hit the key like three times or something like, like that and yeah. hold the brake or something. I, yeah, I don't know. sit on your hand and yeah. <laughs> wave at your neighbor. <laughs> wait for the codes. Um, Okay, now moving on from, from checking codes. If you don't have any codes, what's next? Okay, we're going to start with the fuel. First of all, does it have fuel? Is there fuel in the tank? I had a guy get so pissed when I asked that. I'm like, does it have fuel? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what if your gauge isn't reading right? Yeah. What if there's something wrong with something the, the, the pickup? So it could definitely, definitely happen. Uh, are there any fuel leaks? Do you, I mean, can you look in underwear, under, underwear? Do you look <laughs> under the truck and see like a big section under the truck is all wet mm-hmm. with fuel? I mean, is there something going on there? Um, next, when was the last time you changed the fuel filter? It's something relatively simple that a lot of people will overlook. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, they can plug, especially if you get a bad batch of fuel. It can plug. It can bad happen. Bad batch, weather changes, get super cold. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of like the, basics you would check for um now we're going to start getting kind of a little bit more in depth in 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 the in the truck and we're going to start with again the fuel what's fueling the truck the lift pump one of the most common things to fail on these trucks is the lift pump um so just first of all bump the key see if it's turning on see if you can hear it and most of the and and so there's it's either going to be in one of two spots the first one it's going to be directly behind the fuel filter canister and that's going to be on your 03 04 um, and 04 and a half trucks, uh, unless they've been retrofitted for in the tank, which started in 05 and up, mm-hmm. which you can just do the old, put your ear to the tank. I mean, you could hear some sort of humming. You would hear something operating in that tank, or just put your hand on the back of the fuel filter canister. See if that thing is, see if it's turning on. Mm-hmm. Next thing, take that feed line off of the injection pump where it's feeding that injection pump. See if it's pushing fuel. You should have a, you should have a, a pretty steady, clean fuel supply coming from that lift pump and that's gonna you know if you've got a bunch of bubbles in there or something like that you may want to uh, may want to look at replacing that lift pump because i mean you know you want to have that fuel as pure clean as possible uh, especially on a common rail injection truck truck so point of clarification this is going to be my job since this is time yeah this is, okay. i talk fast on this kind of yeah. stuff <laughs> I'm listening. okay so lift pump you're going to hear us talk about multiple different pumps on the truck lift pump does it kind of exactly what it sounds like it lifts the fuel from the tank and pushes it to the engine where your injection pump or CP3 will pressurize it. Oh, yeah, sorry. Taking low pressure fuel <laughs> yeah, to high pressure low fuel. pressure and making it extremely high pressure, feed it to the rail, yeah. and the rail feeds it to the injectors. There's a few little bits and pieces in there for the most part. That's going to be yeah. it. So when he says lift pump, that's what I mean. just making sure that your fuel can get from the tank essentially to the engine. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that there might be some techs out there listening. They're going, oh, Tyler, that's not the proper way to do it. Don't worry, we've got you covered, too. The proper way is actually with a scan tool. Actually, there's a, there's a, uh, it's a timed test and a, like a volume test. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're supposed to actuate it with a scan tool as far as actuate that lift pump, let it do its, you know, full, like the full 30 seconds or whatever it is. And it's supposed to, there's a certain amount. I don't remember what it is. Um, but usually when these things are bad, 
they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're, they're not moving a ton of fuel to yeah. begin with. So like if, if you were to say disconnect it and see how yeah. much fuel is coming out, it's like, yeah, it's bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So let's say that that checks out. Everything looks good there. Next, we're going to move up. Now, people will say, well, next is the CP3. Well, we're going to move past that just because the CP3 is usually pretty bulletproof. I mean, these things are yeah. out of out of uh, injection pumps in general, out of any of the diesel trucks. The CP3, I would say, is definitely the most reliable out of it, all of them. I, I, knew, I had, can't remember the last time I heard someone do like a VP44 conversion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, short of a P-pump. Yeah. Um, as far as a modern injection pump, definitely the most reliable. Um, so we're just gonna we're gonna go past that for now because because this is kind of all again on the premise of checking every checking what's working first mm-hmm. and then going back. So we're gonna we're gonna go past the injection pump. Next kind of most common thing to fail: pressure relief valve. And and that what that is is, is again this is a common rail system. So you have a common area where all the fuel is is routed to where all the injectors pull from, and there is a relief valve that is on that fuel rail that will uh, alleviate, you know, excessive spikes of fuel or, you know, or, you know, whatever, if there's an issue of restriction or whatever, mm-hmm. the fuel will have a chance to return back to the, to the fuel filter canister and then back to the tank. But what happens with these things is they fail. It's a spring, it's a mechanical device, they can fail. What pressure is that usually popping off at? Uh, 5.9 common rail, Someone is probably going to say I'm wrong, but I believe it's twenty three thousand like eight or five or something like that. I think like it that. changed from early to late. It's it, like it did. So five and it's, it's like almost twenty six on the second one or something like that. Yeah, it's it's, it's right PSI, around there. The thousand psi, yeah. um, and and we'll we'll go over what that can do. So we're not opening any of this fuel system up, by the way, to expose you to high, any high pressure fuel. So if anybody's saying because I'm I'm about to tell you to take apart your fuel system here for a second. <laughs> so the pressure relief valve. Um, that should not open at all during crank or idle. The, the pressure is not great enough for that to happen unless there's obviously a problem where it's either broke or a restriction or whatever, mm-hmm. but you would have other issues that you'd be sort of experiencing. So um, what happens is these things will open early, and what happens then is the rail then does not have adequate pressure built up and does not atomize fuel properly, and when fuel doesn't atomize properly, it's not going to burn. The truck's not going to start. Um, so what you can do is on top of that pressure relief valve, uh, which is, um, I mean, it's right behind the uh, intake manifold on your engine. There's going to be, I believe it's a 19 millimeter banjo bolt. Okay, if you, this is with a truck not running currently, mm-hmm. take that 19 millimeter banjo bolt off, put that off to the side, grab that return line, and it, this is a rigid line that's going to be attached so it won't just like flop around. You're going to have to grab that line, you have to physically move it out of the way slightly. It's, you're going to slightly bend it, but you're not going to hurt anything. Um, and then you're going to start the truck. Um, fuel will come out of that line you moved. Path, fuel is going to take the path of least restriction. And you opened up the return side of that system. So fuel will come out of there. But what you're looking for is if any fuel is coming out of the top of that pressure relief valve, there should be nothing. Not uh, a drip. Not, not a drip, a mist, not a drop. Not a nothing. Okay. This is where having two people helps. Because yeah. Yeah, I mean, someone to hit the key and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so if you have, if that thing is leaking fuel out the top, and you'll tell, you, you'll be able to see it. And some people have called in and asked me, well, Tyler, there is fuel when I take that line off. Yeah, there's probably going to be fuel sitting there. So just watch the, the current amount of that fuel on top of that valve and see if it, if it gets greater. Uh, and you'll, 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 again, you will see that it is leaking. Um, and if it is, then bam, there's 
there's at least one problem that yeah. you that you found. If it's, it's a leaking. relatively easy fix, mm -hmm. not super expensive. Yeah, there's a, a lot of people just block them off. We sell block offs for I believe starting out about thirty three bucks, mm -hmm. and then we even have the Bosch replacement uh, full valves for right around one hundred and fifty. Mm -hmm. um, so either way, anybody that's like got a truck that's tuned is usually going to be pushing more uh, rail pressure than a stock truck. So most of the time, you'd want a, a blocked off valve there just so you're you're not. Um, you're not losing that rail pressure that your tuner is adding. Um, so you're, you know, you're getting the most out of that device. So yeah, pressure relief valve. So if there's no fuel leaking there and that checks out the next spot, we're going to move. And this was actually a, a TSB from, from uh, Dodge Ram or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's the fuel tubes. Now these are the, and this is you'll off the rail, you'll follow the, the fuel line. And where that line attaches, that line attaches to the what they call the connector tube. And that is, or the transfer tube. It, that is what transfers fuel from the outside of the head to internally in the head to the, the side of the injector. Um, it is a, well, now they're like the 671s are stainless steel. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a <clears throat> fairly relatively simple piece. <laughs> yeah. The installation of them, however, you can really screw that up if you don't know what really you're fast. doing. Um, I. I've done it. The <laughs> very first, very first time I did injectors on a common rail, I put half the injectors in backwards, like I flipped them. So the connector tube was on the Just, exhaust side. Yeah. And the, I was like, I can't get these tubes in. I can't get these tubes in. Yeah, I'm an idiot. But I did it. I was Everybody young. Gets one. I was young. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I think I was like 18 years old, maybe. <laughs> um, so, um, so, yeah. Um, connector tubes, they actually, there's a TSB for those being loose. And if that's loose, again, we're dealing with high, high pressure fuel here. Mm -hmm. And so you want that, that they actually, the tubes themselves, the tip will kind of almost deform to the injector when they're seated properly. That's how tight that seal should yeah. be. I call it like a, like a compression mechanical fit or something like that yeah, yeah. it's like two metals of dissimilar yeah, like, it, like this is a really bad thing but yeah. like it, it looks like this and as it this is a meme this is your meme right here <laughs> but like when you take the tube out you'll be able to see a ring on there where mm -hmm. it was pressed against the injector yeah and, and you that's could, why you're usually we'll tell people like connector tubes like you should probably replace them but yeah. i'd say two uses yeah in fact my mega cab that i bought the tubes that i could never find out what the issue was with the engine until i was putting it back together mm -hmm. And the issue that I ended up finding was the connector tubes weren't seated. You could literally see where fuel was exiting the tube and going in between, in between the injector and the tube seal. And you could see it right in the tube. I actually carried it around. It might, it might be actually still at my desk. Um, so, yeah, pretty, very, very important part. And it could be as simple as just torquing those tubes properly. Um, I mean, that, and that could save your day right there. Uh, so checking the torque on those. I know some of the back ones are hard to get to, mm -hmm. um, but... It, it's if you go through four of them and see that three of them are loose, you want to get the back one. If you go through yeah. four of them and, and none of them are loose, then you're probably pretty good. Me, I would probably still check the other ones, but if you wanted to call it a day there, then you probably could at that point. But mm -hmm. um, so <clears throat> let's say all that is good. Okay. Now you're going, oh crap. Now you're getting real frustrated. Now you're getting real scared probably because it's starting to get into some bigger stuff. So the next, now this test, this is a slightly more involved test. And if, if there's a lot of people that don't feel comfortable doing this test, and I totally mm -hmm. understand because you can't really screw this test up pretty quickly. Uh, and this is going to test the, the, in, the return flow of the injectors because what happens, especially on higher mileage engines, when these things start getting some time on them, 
they'll return too much fuel. The injectors will start to return too much fuel. Mm-hmm. And, a, and, a, and a, what that's going to cause is, again, a drop in that pressure that those injectors are seeing. And if that pressure is not there, it will not atomize the fuel correctly. Uh, because remember, pressure is everything. Making sure that you can maintain that pressure and have that proper pressure for those injectors, is, it, that's what's going to affect the starting and, and running of your engine. And also, this is a great test to do um, if you're if you're having some fuel mileage um, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, your fuel mileage is dropped. Poor performance. Poor performance, yeah, yeah. fuel mileage. Um, this is a great test because this, this is kind of like the is your injectors wore out kind of test yeah. here. Um, so, and there's, a, there's an allowable amount of return that your injectors can see. Like the actual like maximum amount of leakage on a running engine is 160 milliliters per minute. And that's at 1200 RPMs. Mm-hmm. So holding that engine at 1200 RPMs, measuring that, you should have no more than 160 milliliters. Now, if we have a no-star condition, it's 90 milliliters in a minute of cranking. Now, mm-hmm. a minute of crank, now, a minute of cranking is a ton of cranking. Okay. Yeah, get a try. Uh, yeah. it, this is again one of those tests where you can usually tell in the first about 15 seconds if it's going to be too much or mm-hmm. if you know if you're within range. Now, what you're going to end up doing is on the back of the head there is a banjo bolt and there is a line. Uh, that is the return for all the injectors. That goes back to around the fuel filter canister area. Um, You'll want to basically take, there, it should be a quick disconnect. You'll take that line off. What I usually do is I'll take a rubber hose and I'll kind of just push it up on that line that's coming off the back of the head and get that line into a bucket. <clears throat> then crank the engine. <laughs> now, if, if your injectors are shot, you're going to have fuel coming out of there like nobody's business. Yeah. You should, uh, a like this 90 milliliters in one minute cranking, it, it's literally like, I mean, this is 90 milliliters is like two shot glasses. They're yeah. like a double shot glass. I'm going to consult the old Google yeah. here um, so we can give you a I, I believe that's, um, yeah, double check that. But it's, it's very little. So essentially, it should be like a drop, 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 drop. I mean, that's what you should see. Yeah, it was, yeah 90 milliliters is about three ounces. Yeah, not a lot of fuel. Shot glass. Not a lot of fuel. What's a, what's, a, what's a 160 milliliters? Just for, I mean, double. So six ounces, roughly. 5.4 ounces. Five, so, Yeah. That's like a, I mean, again, that's not, that's not even a heck of a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's like a rocks glass. Yeah, right yeah. Here. So, again, maximum allowable leakage on a no-star condition is 90 milliliters or a double shot glass of fuel in one minute. And again, if they're bad, usually it's going to, it's going to fill that up pretty quick. Now, if you're close to that, you may only have like one or two, maybe three injectors that are, that are, that are leaking too much. Now... If you if you if you don't want to replace them all and just do the three or or two or however it may be, what you can do at that point then to figure out which ones are the culprit is they make a cap that goes on uh, basically the rail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll take that feed line, mm-hmm. the the line off the rail, and you'll cap it at the rail, and you'll do that, and you'll basically run this test six times, um, and then you'll see. So let's say let's say you you know you you, you ran the test and you got eighty milliliters. Okay, and then you capped off number six and then you ended up getting 50 milliliters. Well, now we know that one injector is, is putting out quite a, a lot. Yeah. So, so you can kind of rule them out that way. But me personally, again, if it's a higher mileage truck and you're already at the, at the top end of any of these specs, for gosh sakes, just replace all yeah. six. Even if you just do a, <laughs> a set of stock remands or something, yeah. you don't have to spend a million dollars. It's just, it, it always 
I always feel bad when this happens because we usually try and recommend you know a set to mm-hmm. people or something like that. Where they oh they need, I need one single stock injector and they call back three weeks later. Yeah, I need, I need one another. single stock injector. <laughs> I need one single stock injector. Yeah. And then a year later they're like, I need my seventh single stock injector because <laughs> it's like, the other ones has you you've pretty much shot the first new one you put in by trying to match it up with the old ones. And they're, yeah. they're imbalanced and it just it's like just, just get the set. Just get the set. Just get the set. Yeah. I mean, it, it hurts a little, but it, your truck's going to run so much better. And again, if those injectors are are failing, how? I mean, you're 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 living on borrowed time on the others. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So let's say, you know what, Tyler, that checked out too. So then you're like, oh crap. So it's not injectors. It's not the pressure relief valve. It's not the lift pump. It's not batteries. It's not my fuel filter. Mm-hmm. What could it be? Well, this is when we start looking at the CP3 pump. And that's kind of the last piece of the puzzle. I mean, relative, this fuel system is relatively simple for what it is. I mean, it, it really is. And actually, I, I missed a, a step that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll talk about it at the end here, but I, I didn't put it in here just because it's usually a totally different um, symptom. Mm-hmm. And that's checking the injector wiring harness, which I'll tell you, tell you about mm-hmm. uh, after. But this is like, again, this is a no start condition. When there's a, a harness issue, usually it's like one or two. You have a yeah. misfire or something rough like running, that. Rough running, rough running. Exactly. Yeah. So now we're looking at the CP3 pump. Injection pump. Injection pump. <laughs> so this is something that you can't test really at home on your own. And this is probably where, this is the point of the podcast where the actual mechanics are going to go, damn it, Tyler, why'd you tell people this? Or <laughs> maybe, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe this this, is, this is like the backyard, backyard, like this is where backyard tests got their name. Yeah. <laughs> okay, is this one. <laughs> so the CP3. Relatively simple pump. Again, taking low pressure, turning it to high pressure. Um, there's one electrical connection on it, which is called the fuel control actuator, and it controls the fuel. <laughs> it controls the pressure of the fuel, uh, volume. You know, everything that that pump is doing is controlled by that little tiny little uh, uh, metering valve or whatever fuel regulator. I think Duramax Duramax yeah. guys call them. Improp. Improp. Like yeah. And so your CP3 mechanically driven, electronically actuated. Mm-hmm. So it's. Runs off the crank or runs off as a, a gear in there. Yeah. And but it's like controlled electronically, so it's not just engine RPM. It's just yeah. Throw it out there. Yeah. yeah. So so at this point, we're kind of thinking that we have a CP3 pump issue. Mm-hmm. So the way to kind of test this, and again, this is a backyard test. So I don't want to get emails from mechanics going, <laughs> "You idiot! That's not how you do that." Yeah. I know. <laughs> but uh, so what you're gonna do? is you're going to unplug that fuel control actuator. And what that's going to do is essentially tell the pump to go to max PSI. So if that pump is bad, it's still not going to start. Mm-hmm. Okay, But if it has the capability of building pressure, you're going to put it in a condition where it basically has to build pressure. Mm-hmm. So you unplug it, and if that truck starts right up, there's a good indication that you may have an FCA that is not working. Because that means that it is building pressure. Pump's building pressure. And that's its job, to yeah. build pressure. So yes. you, you give it a default code to basically build all the pressure you can. Yeah. It did. And the truck but, started. Yeah, but you took away the part that's controlling Metering it and telling it. it to, like, what pressure to make it, what are, you know. Yeah, are we idling point. or what are we at, yeah, you know. You, you so, basically took away, like, the, the brain in between the two. Yeah, At yeah. this point, it's, it's like. It's either on or off. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I want to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, that's, is, and that's simply what we're going to do and is just unplug it. If the truck starts, it's going to run like crap. And it's going to idle up, and it's going to, you're going to think it's going to blow up. 
just turn it off immediately. If it mm-hmm. starts, turn it off. Just start. Okay, it runs. Turn it off. That's that's literally. Yeah. Don't hit the throttle. Do. Don't. don't continue yeah. to. Okay. That's don't do that. Like this is my serious. Don't do that. This is my serious face. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So there's kind of that kind of wraps it up. And again, we talked about the uh, injector wiring harness. Fairly easy to test. Again, usually not attributed to a complete no start. Usually it's like a misfire or some or a rough idle or or something you know something along those lines. It's super easy. You do need uh, like a, a, a multimeter that is capable of reading ohms, reading resistance, mm-hmm. and basically what you're what you're going to do is you're going to take your valve cover off, and each injector has two connections on it. You're going to take those connections loose. You're going to unplug the harness. Off of the off of the uh, off the side of the head, you, whether it's an early truck and you have three of them, or a newer truck and you have two, you're just going to unplug. You're going to isolate that electrical harness, and then you're going to ohm check every single wire. And if you have greater than 0.05 ohms on any one of those wires, that means it's a bad wire. That means that is it is not electri- electrically conductive. Conductive. Yeah. So big words today. Wow, you wet my whistle. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I Man. talked a lot. Whew. That was a lot of information, ah, Tyler. Yeah. Did you just block out? You know what happened? Yeah. Really? I don't know what happened. Where am I? <laughs> so there's a lot of good information there. And if it's just something where you're listening to it and, you're, and you would like to have like a checklist to start going off or something like that, this is all out there. Like the, what he has written down here, what we have for notes, this is basically like what we have on our blog post. Yeah. So you can go through and look at this and read this as, as need be and really follow along and get a lot of your diagnosing done. Yeah. Now, here's the caveat. This doesn't cover really odd scenarios like a rat chewed through one wire somewhere or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, for or sure. Or the truck's already been having blown PCM issues. Or it's, yeah. This is like, if your truck, like, your truck is running fine, no known issues, you get it in the next morning, it just doesn't start. Yeah, and this is something that is a well-taken-care-of truck. Again, maintenance is key. If you stop doing maintenance on things, we could have, we could have other failures. So, um, yeah, I mean... This is, again, I, some of these tests, again, real techs out there. Don't get mad at me. Sorry. <laughs> but, no, this is, yeah, a lot of good information. If you guys have any questions, feel free to email us. Again, we have this whole thing written out in a big old nice, long, fancy blog you can read. Or you can just shoot me emails on it. My contact info is right at the bottom. Yeah, so. really good job. This is actually a really good write-up I enjoy. I've actually... I didn't know a whole lot about common rail stuff, so I started working here with Tyler. This is a lot of good stuff. If you don't yeah. know what you're looking at or you're thinking about buying your first common rail, I wouldn't say necessarily use this as like, oh, I'm going to buy a truck that doesn't start. <laughs> fix it because Tyler just told me how to fix it. No, no, no. Yeah. But like, if it's one of those things where it's like, eh, I gotta, you know, my yeah. uncle's got this truck that's been sitting around for 10 years and yeah. it doesn't run it doesn't run, and he doesn't want to fix it. I'm like, eh, well, there's a really good checklist to start with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like I said, 90% of the issues are right here. Yeah. Are right here. That, so. so it's... It, so this is going to transition to our rant here. I like my <laughs> so you, you, you're talking about a well-maintained truck. Yeah. Well-maintained truck, it's like no one really wants to like, I wouldn't say maintain a truck. But like it, it's, you, you think to yourself, there's so much better stuff I can do with my time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I, I will say when I was younger, yes, mm-hmm. now it's somewhat satisfying it is. to okay. maintain yeah. a vehicle. It I don't is. know why. Maybe that's just, I mean, I was just getting old. Maybe, maybe we're getting old. I don't know. I, there, I found there's a gray. I think you can probably see it. I just left it. It's in my beard right here. There's one. Oh, I found my first gray beard here on my 28th birthday. Oh. Whew. 
Yeah. I guess I ran on track. You ran on track. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so that brings me. So I, I've been on this kind of like workout kick. Like I've always been yeah. relatively physically active, but had, had a little bit of dad bod coming in. Life got a little bit busy. No. I'm trying. I basically went on the whole just don't get fat regiment. Like don't screw up everything. Yeah. I've never been like a big muscle hunter like that, but yeah. I had you know. Got a hot wife. I want to look good. You know? Yeah, yeah. Matchy, matchy, yeah. right? Want to look good naked. <laughs> and, and so <laughs> recently, I've just started actually doing cardio. I've, I've been a huge proponent of the F cardio. Yeah. In many more words than that, because I yeah. truly hate it. <laughs> like I love playing sports. Hate cardio. Yeah. And I came to the realization today. I was just doing cardio on my lunch break. That cardio is the studying of working out. Go to school, it, you know you're supposed to study. Hey, yeah. man, you just studied. Nah, nah man, get studying. I'm good. I got it. it. <laughs> and then later on, it screws you over. And yeah. And I think that's what cardio is. It, it, no one wants to do it. I hate it. Yeah. I, passion, I hate it. Yeah. I want to pick up things and put them down. <laughs> that's the fun stuff. Yeah. And I hate doing it. I hate it afterwards, but a little bit later afterwards, like, okay, I, I do feel better. Yeah. Damn. I guess I'll keep doing it. Yeah. So if you're. If you're like me and you hate cardio, just give it a shot. Just give it a shot. I mean, but still lift heavy things. I mean, be yeah. a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For gosh sakes. Don't just run. Don't just run. Unless you're being chased by bears daily. In which case, send me a picture. That sounds kind of terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? So, you got nothing? Well, I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I've got, I've, got, I've got news, but I don't know if I want to I, publicly state it yet. It's regarding the bird, but I feel like mm-hmm. it's kind of like a... In the works. Well, it's in the works, but I feel like it's kind of like I might get like disowned by the diesel community. <laughs> I'm not going to spill the beans, but I think I know the best way to put it. Yeah, there's an Excel sheet involved. Yes. Um, speaking of Excel sheets, here this just came up. I wish I paid attention. You know how much Excel sheets help me nowadays? It's insane. You know how many cool things you could do on Excel? Excel is badass. Yeah. If you if you're like. 14 or 15 listening to this. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're teaching God Excel sakes. in high school now. If they're not, that's ridiculous. But yeah. Just get Excel and start learning how to do You could stuff. literally get jobs just off, of, just off of Excel. Yeah. Go to YouTube, look up <laughs> cool tricks on Excel or something like that. Yeah. And you'll... VLOOKUP. Yeah, VLOOKUP. Dude, up. I got that down. Once you start like thinking about <laughs> things you can do in there and making it work, all of a sudden you're like, man, I could... You start making all these formulas. I put oh. one number here and goes... Yeah. Oh, I know what I want to say. Yeah, hit it. How ugly is the new 2020... Chevy freaking heavy duties. The mirrors? They're hideous. <laughs> this is the ugliest truck I've ever seen. Yeah. The the, the GMC looks a lot better. It looks, the Sierra looks slightly a lot better. better. The they all look like go in the backfield. They all look shot. like Titans. Yeah, they do. They're all starting to look like Titans. I, I don't know. The only, the one I really like, and I'm not just saying this, I like the Ram. <laughs> like the, Ram the 2020 good. Ram, even because I like the I like the the new half tons. The new body style and the half tones, I actually, I actually kind of like. I'm, I'm digging on the new power strokes. I'm, I'm, new I'm, power strokes. I'm, I'm excited to see where the 10 speed transmission goes. There was that one part of the grill that was just like, what, what's going on there? Yeah, but, but I'm sure I'll get it figured out. Yeah, maybe we'll have an episode as, on yeah. just new rigs. As so always, talk crap once them. you see it lifted <laughs> with a proper bumper or something like that, yeah. color match. I don't know if I can get over that Chevy, though. The Chevy is pretty ugly. I think the There's first... some good memes out there <laughs> on that Chevy. Oh, my God. There's some good ones. I think the first uh, the first modification people are going to make on those is like, where the hell can I get different mirrors? These mirrors are the worst thing. Like, they, these mirrors gave my truck games. Yeah, like, they had it happened. so good. Yeah. Like L5P body style. Like, yeah. Oh my god. It was great. LML. Great. Yeah. 
just yeah. <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah. all right thanks for listening thanks for watching that was the the first episode of the no start no problem episode we are going to have some others coming up we're going to be doing a 7-3 cold start whoa no problem episode hey cold start <laughs> and we're probably going to get some other ones uh, we might do a 6-2 cold start 6-2 hey. cold start <laughs> it's just going to it's all it's going to be is a, a picture of a starting fluid is there a starting fluid a key and a battery charger yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyhow thanks for watching make sure you leave a review screenshot that <laughs> kind of snubbled right there yeah. cardio right yeah. <laughs> Screenshot it, send it to Bendy Spot Products or Tavio Spot Products, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.